from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. Friday, January 25th, 2019, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. Still with the longest intro. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. On the Skype line from the tundra of Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. And just down the road from Tyler, author, speaker, podcaster, cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. That's why I'm recording from my house because it was too cold to go to the office. How cold is it? What? Yeah, it how cold, cold is it? Annie? When I lived in Nashville, when there was like a quarter inch of ice, the city shut down. Like, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. I, I know that nobody tunes into this podcast for for hot takes on the weather because we've got more important things to discuss. But if you'll give me a parenthesis, just to discuss, <laughs> just like a short, we're we're going into grandpa mode here. Like, okay. if, you, if my parents are listening, if their parents are listening, this is your chance to talk about weather. Nashville does not handle its inclement weather very well. It's well, embarrassing. This gives it, me a good chance to plug my new weather podcast while I, <laughs> in which I wildly speculate about the weather conditions in various cities based on no data or reasonable information. It's just pure speculation. I don't even I don't even know where some of these cities are. It's kind of a geography podcast too because I the just thing about of, <laughs> the thing about Florida's winter is we get the cold snaps that come down from you guys, but we get them for like a day. Right, so it'll get chilly for a day, and the next day is back to normal. Yesterday we had a chilly day, and I'm and I'm getting ready this morning. Open up the weather app, and it says, "Oh wow, it's in the 40s outside, high of 60." I wear a very thick hoodie to work. Okay, get in the car. The car said it's already 60. The radio said the high today is 74. And then I realized that my app hadn't updated, and I'm sweating oh, right now. And this very Heavy hoodie. I Ugh. I got a really big problem. I know this is talking about old manish rant, but I got a really big <laughs> problem when the high and the low have 20, 25 degrees apart. I could randomly pick two uh, high and a low based on the time of year within 20 degrees. Like you have, <laughs> they got Dopplers. Nobody even knows what a Doppler is, but they got Dopplers <laughs> all over the country. <laughs> Reading a type of taking, radar system. Taking, taking measurements. They got the satellites. I, I, we have the best technology. Technology has never been better than now. And they, can't give me better than 20 degrees between 40 and 60 guess what most days of the year you could say most days of the year are between 20 between 40 and 60 (laughs) what what do you need the dopplers it wasn't saying my high was between 40 and 60 it was saying the low was 40 and the high was 60 but it was yesterday's weather that i was looking at not today just dressed dressed for the day you wanted to have yesterday i dressed for yesterday i think because that is irritating (laughs) and it makes me kind of doubt the whole weather industry yeah the whole big weather the whole scan because i can because if big weather if all they're gonna do is give me like a rough zone like it's basically like a temperate climate what are you talking about hour to hour because it's Uh, the 20 went the 20 stretch is gonna give you the high at like 2 p.m and what happens at 10 p.m when i don't know you guys are reading your apps wrong they do (laughs) they give you what they give you a specific degree for the high that's like me being a sports analyst. It's like, well, the Patriots, here's my prediction for the Super Bowl. The Patriots could win by 20 or they could lose by at least 20. It's going to be in that window. It's like, okay, I got it. <laughs> Anyone, literally, I don't need I don't need sophisticated technology and analysis to come up with a wide range like that. Just no, tell me. It's, not a, it's not a range. Use it an algorithm. Today. Use a weather one, algorithm or something. No, it's not. It it's is. at one point, it will be 40. At the lowest and at the highest today, it'll be 60. It is the range of the yeah. day, not 40 arranged. to 60 is like a very standard, like that's a safe bet. And as long as you land within 15 degrees either side of it, Nobody's, you're still within the harbor. Like, like, oh, well, you know, you know how it is around here. Would y'all feel better if it wasn't an <laughs> yeah. exact we've, we've 20? Talked, listen, we've talked about this long enough. And for the money that yesterday. Is in, <laughs> for the money that is invested, this is absurd. You know, <laughs> all I know is some at some point during this show, I might lose this sweatshirt because I'm yeah. sweating like a pig in this well, thing. Okay, um, well, so we should. Go. Yeah, well, we got a lot to get to anyway. I, I loaded lo- in case you missed it today. <laughs> I loaded. 
It's yeah. on my phone not updating. That's what it's if all you guys, they, they want you to blame yourself. Don't buy into their skit. That's not fair to you. You are a thoughtful consumer. Hey, it's a little... Hey, that's called foreshadowing. It's a little tease. I might lose the sweatshirt. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. It's a little... Stay the, stay put the kids tuned. to bed. Put the kids to bed, to. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Relevant by night. <laughs> yeah, after uh, dark. We have a great show in store for you. Coming up later, we talk to Jen Johnson uh, from Bethel. She's she's joining us. And also, uh, I might not have my sweatshirt on later in the show. <laughs> so. Jen's looking forward to being involved with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, she's already, you know, we're actually, even though they have an album literally coming out today, January 25th, Victory right. from Bethel Music, we talked about the weather the entire time. <laughs> the predictive weather powers. It's a fascinating interview, which will also be used on my new podcast called what should i wear today and that's what I, <laughs> I was so waiting we all just sat quietly for the name of the podcast <laughs> gotta let him finish it there it is okay there uh hey speaking of uh podcasts annie you were a guest on my podcast unedited this week and i noticed um some of the initial feedback coming in a lot of people had thoughts about it and one guy said oh you, you couldn't get on annie's show so you just had to invite her on to your show did you notice that one? Did you see that oh. one? I may have seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. I may have seen that one. Really? Interesting take that guy. Has. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting take. <laughs> Cameron, we've <laughs> talked about this multiple times. I don't where know. We emailed you and asked you to be on the show. And my assistant Eliza calls you back and says, I just got an email back from Cameron about being on the podcast. And he said, no. I said, <laughs> what about at the end of the summer? That, and all I know is that was six months ago. So. Yeah. Well, and, and and like I said, I offered to be on numerous times, but the stipulation, <laughs> we only speculate about the weather conditions in cities around said, the world. Sounds good. Sounds good, Jesse. Let's book it. <laughs> cities around the world. <laughs> London. I think it's going to be a foggy day. What else you got, Annie? <laughs> How's San Paolo? How's San Bernardino this? morning. <laughs> well, moving the show along, it is time for our weekly look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's a big one this week. It's time for In Case You Missed It. Uh, in Case You Missed It, this week, James Corden, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, and Chris Pratt went to space camp. Yes. <gasps> the same one y'all went to. The same the one. The same jumpsuits camp, and everything. Same jumpsuits. Yes. Jokes. <laughs> so the Lego movie two, which is coming out, uh, is set in space. So they went there to promote the space thing, you know, the space theme during the yeah. trip. Not only did they test the patience of their space camp counselor, like somebody on this podcast, not only did they attempt a barrel roll in the simulator, like somebody on this podcast. They also abused their intercom privileges in the simulator by serenading each other with Elton John's Rocket Man, just like Jesse did when we had a simulator. All oh I'm my saying gosh, is... They just copied oh, wow. you, Jesse. Here's what I think. I think the people at Space Camp knew that this promotion was coming. They were like, you know, we had the most delightful little rascal come through here <laughs> that regaled us with, with hilarious mischief and charm. <laughs> We should replicate that with with you, talentless hacks. Will Arnett, Chris Pratt, and Elizabeth Banks, and James Gordon. My theory. Oh my god! I mean, I think number one, that's pretty amazing that to promote the film that the that the studio could get them to fly to Alabama. I mean, it's yeah. not like they're just yeah. doing the press circuit in LA or New York. Right. That's pretty amazing. And they spent like a whole day there shooting yeah, the space they camp. They did all the oh, stuff. Did they just do one day? They didn't do the overnight? I guess they didn't do the scuba like y'all were given the opportunity, huh? Yeah, they didn't stay at the Hilton Garden Inn or on the corner like uh, <laughs> like the real space campers. I mean, they had to stay somewhere. That's probably the nicest place around. I mean, I don't you know. I who bet knows? they flew back. Don't you think? I mean, they were for sure on a private plane. Oh, 100%. They just swooped in and yeah, swooped they just out. flew back. But, yeah. But I, all I know is uh, they posted a picture of them wearing the blue jumpsuits, walking kind of like, you know, you know, that Apollo astronauts. And uh, I almost posted a side by side of me and Jesse in our blue jumpsuits and did uh, one of those who wore it betters. But um, I think the Chris Pratt one. I think probably. we all know who would have won that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not those copycats. Can you believe in the that? new Lego movie. Well, here's a clip of their escapades at Space Camp. Ready for launch. Lift off. Hang on, right oh my god! Whoa! Oh, that's gonna be a, that's a barrel roll. And I think it's gonna be a long time. Just some of this. Does this sound familiar to you? Yeah, it actually does. Plagiarism is a real crime. 
identity theft is not a joke, guys. <laughs> Do I have to line up these dots? There you go, yeah. Chase, you're in line to go after the diamond. There you go. Bring her home, boys. Bring her I home. I was a way better captain. Commander. Uh, there's something discovery that you should know that we have not told you yet since you came back from that anomaly. You've been gone 18 years. How is that? Wait, what? Everything's changed. Welcome home, soldier. <laughs> My, uh, they did the the spa- the spacewalk thing, the weightless yeah. suits, like I did. They did they did everything. Uh, my favorite my favorite line when Jesse was captaining, though, come on, was uh, you know they would throw these anomalies at you, like you know things go wrong in space, and, and yeah. so you have to like work with mission control, tell them what the error is, they tell you what to do, and it's like a teamwork thing. And Jesse was the captain; he was very, kind of a maverick in the cockpit, right. you know, just that's trying right. to like, just, just, I don't think you told me y'all saying rocket man. I feel like that's new information for me. Oh, I yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. We talked about that. Oh, it was okay. when, it was when uh, the, the day of the simulator, when they were taking me to the moon to do a lunar mission, I'm just like riding cause I'm cargo. Yeah. And Jesse's, bored that day because he got demoted from I, being I, captain. Yeah, I, so, I literally yeah. go from commander to, to, to back in Houston as the most low-level analyst. It's true, he did. He went from the top position to the bottom position. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he was so bored. He started singing Rocket Man and stuff on the intercom, and they were so mad at him. But um, when he was captain, you know, the anomaly, you know, the buzzers are going off or whatever, and they tell you to, like, punch buttons and do different things. And uh, and Jesse, and I'm watching, I'm like in the cargo bay or whatever. And I'm like watching Jesse on the closed circuit television and, uh, and the alumni's and they told him to do something and he does it and he goes, crisis is averted. And then, and then Houston goes without a beat. Crisis is not averted. Like it was like he hadn't even done I'm the thing. To keep calm he was, just, I'm he was just trying to tell everybody it's all fine, but all the lights are still going off. Hey, listen, listen. I can't have everyone panicking, freaking out. Okay, can everyone freak out again? We know where that ended last time. But I want to. I want to just make this offer, James Gordon. If you want me to be some kind of consulting uh, producer for these segments, that's fine. All I ask for in exchange is that I get to plug my weather pod. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't steal from us anymore. Oh man! How would they feel if tomorrow we released a movie like like Toy Brick Movie Two yeah. with, with us voicing the carry beloved childhood toy character? Is that character. Me, the Elizabeth Banks? And we, of course, you could be Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, you're Elizabeth Banks. Apparently, identity theft is no longer a crime in Hollywood. So, what are they changing? I'm changing the Jen Johnson segment. It's now Car Lane Karaoke with Jen Johnson, where we (laughs) drive around in a car singing Bethel worship songs. A totally original, fresh idea. I really like that, James Gordon. But oddly, Jesse still Will Arnett. Uh, persona in that in that uh, yeah yeah that I'm I'm event. very combative with Jen. It's a very tense car ride. Right? <laughs> I would really enjoy doing some sort of like worship branded car car lane karaoke because the most Carly. difficult part would be the very long the riffs, all the vocal riffs you have to do. Oh, right, the, right, right. Yes, Lord, yeah. we're here, Lord. <laughs> Everyone sing that. Like it would just be, you have to like wave in and out for like seven minutes. These goes yeah. these can yeah. go on for quite a while. For, like, a lot of it's good. It's good for like, you know, uh, traffic and stuff. I mean, like, I guess a normal that's true depending song, on how long the drive is. Yeah, a normal song would do like end and then you're just sitting there. But worship, you can keep going because the spirit's moving. So you're yeah. good. Like, as long as the ride ends up being laps you got around content. the office. Yeah, just, you got, just, just take it around the block a few times. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing this with Bethel Worship, I mean, you could have an hour car ride, maybe get through three songs. I mean, they can really, they can really let those things breathe. And you could, you know, you know, on like game days, you see people put those like team flags in their windows, you know, like, yeah. you know, that are out the window. Yeah. You could do that with like worship, like praise dance flags. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this, this writes itself. I a like big, it. Gl- a big glittery dove right outside the window. Just rocking Oh, it. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, in case you missed it this week, it, uh, it was announced Finn from Star Wars is making a movie called God is Good about a gangster turned pastor. John Boyega, who played Finn in Star Wars, uh, will executive produce this new movie. He said that God is Good is an important story that explores themes of fathers and fatherhood, toxic masculinity, race, and faith in a community that has become trapped in an unending cycle of violence and racial oppression. 
and where sometimes it seems for men that violence is the only way of achieving power. Uh, he's also going to launch a music label called Upper Room Records that will create the soundtrack. Upper Room, Christian. Yeah. Oh, I see I what know. he did there. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot it. of work. That's making a lot of announcements before he gets any of the work done. Yeah. Andy, that sounded very doubtful. That all this is gonna, I was going to say, you know, he's starring in Star Wars right yeah. now. I, he's got he's got a little bit of clout right now. He's, he's also his dad's yeah. a pastor too, so he's got the the church to lean on too. You know, they go the old God's not dead the money model or the fame. I'm concerned about the time. That's a lot of stuff to get done. But I guess he didn't tell us he was going to have it done by next week. So he's got Probably time. Has and I'll team. say this. He's also launching a competing weather pod, which is very <laughs> irritating. Really? Very yeah. irritating. <laughs> Copycat. It's all over. You, you, <laughs> you can't keep your intellectual property safe in 2019. <laughs> I, Jesse called me this uh, week and about that space camp stuff. He's like, did you see Corden last night? And I was like, no. And he said, they went to space camp and they ripped off all of our bits and stuff. And I'm like... No, they didn't rip off our bits. They were just, it's just probably every this adult that does it does a barrel roll. <laughs> it's a, a real coincidence. coincidence. That's what they Jesse, want you to I'm think. actually with you. I know that everyone's going to expect you and I to line up on conspiracy theories, but I am really with you that they somehow knew to do all those things. It's, they it's, knew. They, they stole y'all's, they stole y'all's bits. Hey, in case you missed it this week, Bruce uh, Springsteen. If you're not up on your Bruce Springsteen news, tune into oh, our podcast. We'll always bring it, bring it to <laughs> bring you. It on. Uh, Bruce Every Springsteen <laughs> ended his new Netflix concert with the Lord's Prayer. Uh, the concert film was adapted from his Springsteen on Broadway residency. And throughout the show, he talks about stories between songs and even he like opens up about his personal faith. And then before ending with Born to Run, he leads the crowd in the classic prayer. So, Right before Born to Run, of course, the Lord's Prayer. Tyler, Tyler I'm sure you're you're uh, a big fan of the Boss, fan as of the we boss. all know. Oh, uh, Bruce Head, <laughs> a Bruce Head, a Bruce Head. Is that what they're called? I, I just made it up, but I love, I'm running with it. I love it how there's like there's no pun. It's nothing all that clever. Just yeah. a Bruce, not a head. No, no, Bruce Head. That's a very New Jersey. Uh, Bruce Head. I'm a fan. Bruce. I'm a wow. fan. My my favorite my favorite fan name. Real quick before before yeah. you give us your take, Tyler, which I do want to hear as a as a yeah. as a true Bruce Head is uh, Purd Happily, the newscaster uh-huh. on Parks yeah. and Rec. What he called his fans. <laughs> The perverts. Listen up, perverts. I'll be signing books. He was one of the best cameo characters ever invented. Uh, yeah. Doesn't miss. Yeah. Didn't you know miss. what's weird? He played a straight anchor, like like yeah. a non-comedian anchor on like Scandal. Remember that? Yeah. It was yeah, so and weird. I couldn't, I couldn't not see him as Perd Happily. Happily. Yeah. Do you think he uh, was a real... Do you think that he's just like he came from the world of like local news anchoring? And they're like, well, you've got a lane. You know what you're good at. I have no idea. That's a, you know, let's get him on the show. I'm sure he's an easy get. Oh, the Bruce, the Bruce stick was, so this was, I, I, I do like Bruce a lot. Um, and I think even people who don't know Bruce, they associate him with like, you know, blue jeans and burgers and the good, the good old America, <laughs> like sitting out, like, you know, he's just Bruce cracking heads. open some cold ones, sitting on the, <laughs> sitting in the back of this pickup truck, taking a motorcycle out on Thunder Road, out, out to nowhere. And, uh, he gets very, very, uh, honest in this Broadway show about how he's never had a nine to five job in his life. He didn't, he, he doesn't work like blue collar lifestyle. He's got way too much money to be associated with like the common person that's considered his fan base. And he spends a lot of time sort of dismantling that like cult of authenticity that's built around him. Uh, and explain that he's just telling he's writing fictional narratives. He spent his whole life writing writing fiction stories, uh, and it's, he's become associated with them. But he's never ever in his life been a part of them, which is interesting because that's hmm. such a big authenticity is considered such a mark of a of a great artist, especially people like rock and roll artists. Uh, but it's not one that he's that he considers himself to be a part of. And he's very honest and sort of, uh, um, I would say, shamefully. But but he, he talks about it, opens up about how difficult that's been and how he's tried to recapture some authenticity in his later years. You said he's written fictional hmm. stories. Do you mean his songs or do you mean he's also writing books? His songs are not uh, his songs about like the the, the down and out uh, loser, like at the end of his rope, just trying to get by, you know, scratch two pennies together. That's mm-hmm. Bruce's whole brand in his music. Right. But it's not one. But these are not things that he has personally experienced. Sure. He wasn't born to run. 
<laughs> was he even born in the USA? Have we seen his birth certificate? Do we know that Bruce Reese was after this information? I oh, question whether man. he was actually born in the USA. Are you, he's a Bruce Springsteen birth truther. He's a birther. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, we we have a name get, for those two. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot say it on this podcast. I can't say it. We get too many weird, we get too, too many weird conspiracy theorists listening to this anyway. Let's just say it's closer to pervert than Bruce had. <laughs> I don't know what that meant, Jesse. Normally I get your weird riffs. I don't know what that one meant. Oh, I mean, it's not one that most people would oh. find flattering. It's a oh, very, gotcha. it's a very derogatory term that gotcha. the Bruce heads call. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, in case you missed it, uh, American Office creator Greg Daniels is teaming up with Steve Carell. We're back in the space news oh for gosh. a new Netflix show called Space Force. It's going to be another workplace comedy built around the people who've been tasked with creating the ambiguous sixth branch <laughs> of the military. There's no, re- no word on release date, but this is absolutely a show that will be hilarious, classic, wonderful, or absolutely painful, terrible, like Fuller House. I, yeah. Dude, I'm so glad that you see no <gasps> middle ground you. here because that's I I am all I I agree with you a thousand percent. It's either going to be awesome or terrible, and it's it's there. It's only can be those. It, it, there's no yeah, room there's on no the spectrum. Ground. Yeah, no middle this. ground. It, this could be because I think my, my take is that most White House comedy of this of the of the Trump era has been bad. Like, I do not think most of it is funny because it's tough to satire what's going right. on right now. Right. And there's a lot like the comedy. It's it's kind of funny enough on its own that you don't yeah. you, you can't really play it up to 11. Right. But there's material here. There is material. For material space but my, force. My, my my fear is that Carell is going to be so trying not to be Michael Scott that he becomes this other person that nobody connects with her like it's just yeah, I, yeah, like a character yeah, that yeah. like it's like stop yeah, trying because he won't want it to be just a derivative yeah you know, well, the, the other office. thing too is like the, the whole premise of the office was finding humor and mundanity right like mm-hmm. the, the you know the characters right. in the show were right. at a the paper party company. planning community a boot committee yeah. and all that yeah, yeah exactly but but space force by its very nature is exotic weird and funny on its own so like there's no there's no juxtaposition between you know there's like the setup and then the joke it's like there's the joke of space force which even the name is funny but then a joke on top of it instead of a setup knock them down I, i'm just interested to see how it's good they're going to execute it yeah i think that there's potential but it but it's really easy to see where this could go wrong i i, I actually would have been more excited about it if Carell wasn't acting in it yeah i, I just i'm Why concerned do you feel like that's gonna take away from it I, well, number one, I think he's because everybody will see him as Michael Scott and will if he's in any way, the character is in any way recognizable as Michael Scott, people will not be able to buy in that Michael Scott is working at the Space Force now, right? So he's going to, as an actor, try to uh, make the character so absurd or amped up or over the top, probably, knowing his comedic style. He'll probably yeah. try to go over the top. And then it's like the, the over the top Steve Carell is my least favorite Steve Carell. Like the Anchorman, like his character in Anchorman, I find kind of grating. I don't find him all that funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's just so really? absurd. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm just oh, concerned. I think he's so funny in Anchorman. As a, as a person who loves Rick the office the and loves space, I'm just concerned. These are two <laughs> things that you just don't This is mess more with. personal to you than it is to the rest of us because of your space love. <laughs> with two great loves, reruns of The Office. If and somehow space. they incorporated the Orlando magic into the mix, I uh, I don't know that I could handle it. Yeah. Right. I'll tune in. I'll tune in. I do think I did, Greg Daniels has me excited because I think he was the real driving creative force behind the office. So that gets me excited. And I think that there's material like kind of going more the veep direction where you're tearing down the artifice around these narratives that we've built in DC about how like powerful and unflappable they all are. I I think you could do it. I just haven't seen anybody do it very well yet. But the tough thing is like there was a basis for that. Like we've all seen the West Wing. We've all seen like a White House show. Yeah, that's true. And to turn it on his head is funny. No one knows Space Force, like I said, is on the surface funny like just the idea of it is yeah. hilarious the, the words are funny space yeah. force yeah, yeah. so I, i'm just curious yeah of how they're going to execute and i, I, I cameron gonna, i share your concerns i'm gonna naturally be disappointed because it isn't the office set in space right right like i'm, I'm gonna want steve carell to yeah. be yeah. michael scott 
And he's not going to be. That's what we all hope is as the office with this absurd setting, right? Right. Right. Basically, Michael Scott worked his way into into the knowing enough about watching Steve Carell acting roles over the years and comedic acting roles, you know, Bruce Almighty and others. Like it's just kind of going. I just think it's going to be tough. I mean, you ever see The Wire? Like I saw The Wire like first, and then like to see some of those characters appear in other shows was jarring, right? Because they yeah. were such iconic characters and and they were like branded as such. And then, you know, to see them try to be like an actor to do other things, you're just kind of like, no, I don't believe this because you're, you're, you're Omar. <laughs> I mean, like, sorry, you know. Yeah. You've um, really thought about this. I'm, I'm sorry for the nerves it's caused you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an issue. <laughs> as much as Jesse has been thinking about how James Gordon ripped him off at Space mm-hmm. Camp, I've been thinking about how this show, just don't do it. Anyway. I'm just thinking about Bruce. Bruce heads. <laughs> Bruce heads. Find me on Twitter, Bruce heads. I know you're out there listening to. I love you guys. A of, of, of pacing around my study, you know, throwing <laughs> random bottles of brandy into my hearth and in, in, in a rage, shouting the words Corden into the night sky. So I know how you feel, Cameron. It's been a long night. Uh, hey, in case you missed it this week, our friend John Christ and a fellow comedian, Trey Kennedy, kind of went viral with a video imagining what it would be like if Bible characters had iPhones. In the video, they're both dressed in ancient roby garb, like if your church is putting on a Bible play, uh, looking at their iPhones while discussing recent social media activity by well-known biblical figures. Here's a clip. Bro, I just got a Venmo request from Judas. Dude, Jesus just got a blue check mark. How did he get verified? He only has 12 followers. I have way more than that. <laughs> Dude, David is liking and commenting on every one of Bathsheba's spring break pics. What's he doing? I thought he was supposed to be at war. I don't know, dude. Also, what? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> Dude, I'm on Facebook Marketplace right now. Look at this. Joseph's brothers are selling him. Can you do that? <laughs> oh, Job. He's just going on and on. He said he lost everything. Probably going to get a Kickstarter up soon. Oh. Bro, I was talking to Mary and Joseph last week. They're trying to price line a hotel in Bethlehem. Couldn't find anything. They ended up having to like Airbnb some like rustic barn, dude. Brutal. I saw that video at his show in October when I went to the show and I laughed so hard. I think that is so funny. They did in between each of the sets of act, uh, comedians or whatever, they they did little video clips and stuff. Yeah. And uh, this was one of them. And it was yeah. like, and yeah, Trey was at the show I was at. So they like bantered about it afterwards. They, it was just he and John together individually. They're so funny. And together they're just like magic. It's it's my favorite. Hey, listen, coming up on the weather pod, what's it like in San Antonio today? Never been there, but I'm going to blindly guess. Stay tuned. <laughs> Blossery. Blossery day. We're looking at a low of 32 and a high of 71. Seems reasonable. I would also like to announce my new line of weather pod merch, which is zip off clothing. It's, you know, you can just zip sleeves off. There's a lot of zipping going on for my wide ranging temperature predictions. Cameron, you would not be in the position you are now. If you bought some of my weather merch, I could just make that a crop top with one zip and just cool cool your whole midsection. You're you're zipping hard. So now, now you have, you have, Listen, that's not the worst idea. There are some girls who would love that because yeah, now you have a very airy crop top. And if it starts getting cold again, a scarf. So, I mean, oh, it's, it's hey, a, when we go to Montana, I have a pair of pants that zip at the knees and turn into shorts. Cause, cause I don't the, know. I don't know why the those temperature are, range. I don't know why more clothing don't, don't have those options. You know, I, it, it, I mean, you're not talking like breakaway snap pants where you remove the pant. You're talking I like am. there's just a portion of this <laughs> article of clothing I want to remove. I want to remove. I need some airflow here. So let me like z- unzip around that area. You, need, you want selective breakaway. Right. Like, yeah. No, no, it's zips. Like, it's called like nanotechnology you're talking yeah. about. This is very no, it's complicated. Like, it's like parachute pants, but you know, but all of your articles of clothing are like, I'm with you, Jesse. I like it. I'm I think sure there are those where you can go short sleeve to long sleeve. It's just going from regular shirt to uh, a midriff shirt to is fancy, Jesse. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an Africa shirt, uh, a shirt that I went, I got when I went to Africa. It's one of those air wicking or moisture wicking ones, and it does the sleeves go from long to short. That's true. You can you can do that pretty easily. Okay. It's yeah, like I safari, a like thing. a safari shirt. Now they don't zip off. You like roll them up, and then you can like snap it. You know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. When you travel to areas with extreme climates, to Jesse's point. 
You got to have adaptable clothing. That, you go to Montana, right. you go to Africa, you got to have clothing, go hot, cold, dress it Jesse, up, dress it down. Your weather podcast, do you tell us how to dress as well? Yeah, it's just what should you wear today? And it's and it's basically a way for me to hawk my um my my zip apparel that I've invested a lot in. It's very Belichickian. It's just randomly placed zippers so that like, you know, the sleeves Belichickian. Yeah, but like Bill Belichick, like yeah. boom, just it looks like he closes his eyes. It looks like he gets a, a box of NFL apparel at triple uh, XL sizes and j- closes his eyes and just starts cutting. You know, just sticks his hand in the box and starts cutting. And that's how his hoodies are. It's they're gonna be randomly placed zippers, but I'm okay with. Couldn't it. you just? Uh, couldn't you incorporate like blind technology into clothing where you like pull? the like tassels on your sweatshirt or something and it like pull it like hikes it up like you like you do with window blinds <laughs> oh, window you just like turn it into okay. a midriff like that <laughs> that's a good idea you can go as high or as you need you just it depends on how far you pull so, so you're suggesting every piece is has an accordion like uh technology <laughs> yeah. inside of it yeah yeah around the neck for your for your waistband you could even do it in pants for shorts I, I mean, in the travel catalogs, they sell like jack uh, hoodies and stuff that have like all these hidden things about it. You know, yeah. like oh, the uh, the the hood inflates and turns into a neck oh, pillow, yeah. or like yeah. the hood you can pull it over. And now there's an eye mask underneath it, and you can put your tech on, in it and whatever. Yeah. I like this. Just add the accordion thing because if you're traveling, it might be chilly on the plane. You get there, it's a little warm. You just pull that thing up. You got a midriff. I like it's it. It's gonna it's gonna add a just a. Uh, a circular bulge to your body. Is no one concerned about that part? Listen, you wear this for utility reasons, not for fashion reasons. No one said this was fashion. <laughs> They're not going to be wearing it on the runway. You're going to look like a ridiculous person from a horrible future that never happened. <laughs> I don't know if you keep up on the streetwear beat, but the 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 the, the trend in fashion is going back to the baggy 90s stuff where bulky. like yeah. oversized, bulky hoodies, pants, the whole thing, bulk it up. You can hide a lot of accordions in bulky clothes. I like <laughs> right. it. It's true. That's right. I, this comes up a lot when I because I fly to when I fly to Orlando down to see you guys. It's it's usually colder here than it's going to be in Florida. I would say what low in Florida is probably like twelve. A high is ninety or so. So I know. <laughs> so you gotta. So I go down there and I'm like I, I've got a, I'm like wearing a jacket and a sweatshirt or something here and then when I get to Florida I'm. I'm way too hot. No more. Not with my accordion clothing line. Well, listen, I mean, your 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 window dressing solution has me got me thinking about the Venetian blind implications. So all of a sudden, I'm wearing just a regular shirt. Get a little hot. Need to air it out. I turn a little, uh, uh-huh. you know, like bar, gills. and all of a sudden, my whole shirt opens up into vertical slats, like and slats. I'm basically <laughs> wearing like thirty neckties at that point <laughs> to air it out and then close it later. <laughs> It's great. You, this this, is, incredible this technology. has become a very um, gender not friendly show because a woman cannot wear that shirt. It's true. It's true. We could Jesse. we could find we could adapt for the beach. It's for the beach. It's yeah. For the okay. beach, obviously. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. You don't I mean, want to hear. I, want, I, want that I will shirt. say this though. You don't want to hear about my swimwear line. It's <laughs> <laughs> Still working out some kinks, and we've had uh, some some bad test products go out that ended disastrously. So, De- depending on which country you're in, it's not necessarily going to be legal. And every, but we're working on it. We're, yeah. we're we have a powerful lobbying organization that is working with governments all over the world so that we can go international. Yeah, with this yeah. My my swimwear line. It's like okay, either that is someone on Coney Island in 1920 or an old timey trapeze artist. Like that's the look we're. <laughs> going for yeah you know? bring it yeah. back everything comes back that is one fashion trend that never came back i think it's long overdue <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 i think you're right i think you're right <laughs> hey uh lastly in case you missed it uh this week x-men's beast uh announced beast will be playing J.R.R. tolkien in a new biopic Fox uh, Nicholas Holt is that his name? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah Fox Searchlight has cast Nicholas Holt, best known for his roles as uh, in the superhero franchise, as well as Mad Max: Fury Road, as the famed Christian author of Lord of the Rings and a lot of other books. Um, along with acting, Holt has been an advocate for causes that help children and organizations involved in poverty relief, including Christian Aid. Uh, the movie releases in May. There you go. Okay. See now that that that's what you do. You you you, you know you're. You're you're beast. You're you're in Mad Max. Yep. You don't want to be seen. Now you go J.R.R. Tolkien. That's yeah. what Steve Carell. See, he's staying too close to home, so it's he's true. having to like, you know, I'm just some worried. He's it's called it's called it's called diversifying your your portfolio. 
need it's, to make it's, sure it's, that it's you're... called launching a weather pod at the same time <laughs> you have this new venetian blind techno powered clothing it's it's you know I, it's a portfolio that has tons of terrible investments of time and money. I wish I wish somebody would go go through the 700 episodes that we've done, and if somebody could document all of Jesse's side business ideas, <laughs> his inventions, or somebody will, somebody will do that. Yeah. I was Jesse and I were working on a slice yesterday. We were, we were working on a slice. Pure Flex is working on this movie. Uh, about Planned Parenthood, and I was reading quotes from some of the cast, and uh, I, I won't say the name of the actor. I don't want to. I don't want to shame the guy, but he gave the quote he gave to a, a person who was there on set covering the film was he was like, you know, this is my, <laughs> this is a direct quote. This is my fourth pro life movie in two years. So God <laughs> has me where He wants me, and I was like, I don't think there. I don't know if there's four. Pro-life, pro-life movies ever. like in the in, I don't know, there's material <laughs> right. for four movies in that subject and you've been in four of them in all of them right maybe you need a new agent kid <laughs> like that That's just funny. says that your agent's just like only knows one person in hollywood and, and this person, person in hollywood's got right. one idea for a movie and that, that person is the owner of pure flex <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. <laughs> all right well that'll do it for in case you missed it stay tuned up next jen johnson joins us You're listening to Lengths. The song is Spiritual Man. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Broods with Everything Goes. Wow. Well, this week's episode is brought to you by Quip, a better electric toothbrush that can help with our oral health. Uh, 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective. But with Quip, brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. A friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the ADA, and they're backed by over 25,000 dental professionals, and they have thousands of verified five-star reviews. I use Quip, actually, and I love it. Uh, Not only is it great that they send you inexpensive refills, but the electric toothbrush itself looks like sleek and like like an Apple product, basically, in your bathroom. It's awesome. There are over a million happy, healthy mouths just like me. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash relevant right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash relevant. Go do it. Well, Jen Johnson is one of the primary voices of the Bethel Music Worship Collective. And they just released their brand new album, Victory, today. January 25th. We recently spoke with Jen about some of the album's standout tracks and why the idea of declaring victory is so important. Here is Jen Johnson. I want to start with uh, Goodness of God. Uh, I'm told that uh, this song, which which you feature very prominently on, uh, comes from a, a personal story for you and your family uh, that, that has to do with your experience with adoption. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. So we were not planning to adopt at all. And a couple of years ago, we were watching the show and out of the blue, the Lord spoke to us and said, um, I have this for you if you want it. And we just, our instant answer was, um, and Darlene Check had this message she spoke to our whole team right before that with the word Hanani. And um, it means my answer is yes before you even ask. And it just was like heaven's request of I have this if you want it. Our, our answer of, my answer is yes before you even ask. It just smashed and and made perfect, unperfect sense. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it you know if you looked at it from a natural standpoint, it looked 
very crazy to add a baby to everything that was happening in our lives because we were beyond full. We were our cup was running over, <laughs> but um, it just it, it was incredible. It just he's just what completed our family, and he just he became this gift, and he's just so cute, and he's an easy baby. And anyway, um, we got to be there when he was born. And they put him straight into our arms from the birth mom, and we were just a mess, and we will never recover. He's everything. And so we got home from adopting him, and our other three kids are just smitten. And, you know, we're just in this euphoric state, and I was driving out this country road, and I just started singing my heart to the Lord. But... You know, sometimes you do and you turn the phone on to record it and sometimes you don't, but I just felt like I was getting a song that needed to be recorded. And so I just turned my phone on and I just sang as I drove out this country road. And I honestly wrote about 80% of the song on that drive. Um, and then uh, my friends helped me, uh, Jason Ingram and Ben Fielding from Hillsong, uh, they helped me uh, to finish it. But um, yeah, so that's the story. It just was just my song to the Lord, my song. husband also give a rendition of the song living hope on this album uh and people people have uh probably heard the song before um so and and maybe heard the lyrics before so i'm wondering when you uh approach a song like that that might be familiar to people what do you hope to add or deliver uh, or surprise people with in this new version you know, it's, I love hearing other people sing other people's songs. Like, I, I remember when uh, John Mark McMillan wrote How He Loves, and it was just so stunning and beautiful. And then I heard Kim Walker lead it, and it was like the song became entirely different in not a better way, but just a, a stunning way. Like, they were both just such powerful representations of the song. And so I just, I love that. I think when someone sings, uh, a song that they just believe every word of it, you just get a different impact. So, you know, we like to encourage our whole team to lead everyone else's songs. You know, if you if you listen to our Bethel Church um, services, we sing songs from like all the movements. You know, we don't just sing our own songs, you know, because we really have a global worship community perspective of we want to be connected to what God's doing all over the world and leading those songs and not just stuck in our own world. And so, you know, I, I really love hearing other people sing other people's songs, especially from other movements, because it's just this global cross-pollination of what God's doing. And it really is incredible in the surfaces. So it reminds me of uh, another song on on the album too. When we talk about you know repurposing and delivering something new, uh, Molly Skaggs has a cover of Johnny Cash's "Ain't No Grave" on this album. She that, is an animal. <laughs> that had me so fired up. I want everyone to hear it. Can, can you just can you just like help me like hype this song yeah. up? It's so good. So, you know, something that Bethel Music is known for is doing whatever the heck we want. You know, we will never yeah. be put in a box. And, <laughs> you know, we'll do a lullaby album and then we'll do a rap album. You just never know. We are just so hungry to 
be doing what God is on and breaking all the boxes. And so for us, you know, this style, it just was what we want to listen to. And, you know, that Americana sound, you know, we just, we loved that the most. And we were like, why we, why wouldn't we put out something that had the sound, the grit of actually the stuff that we love to listen to, you know? And um, it's easy to fit in the box, but we just felt like, man, we should probably put out something that we would listen to ourselves, you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. With our, with our other stuff. But she is such, we've known Molly for forever, and she is just the most pure-hearted. I mean, she is a good soul, that girl. And so when we heard her rendition of that song, I mean, our whole team lost our minds because yeah. it was so true. <laughs> it was so authentic. And you could feel history. Like, it, it, you could feel the the authenticity and the, the connectedness of her singing that song. It just has believability, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it added a whole other narrative to it that... Uh, it was again like not not better than than cash how how dare we step on johnny cash but uh it it was it was almost like hearing just a different song entirely absolutely i agree and again you know it's someone else singing someone else's song and you just feel it and you sense it differently because it's coming through their life filter and i think that you know, what gives someone authority, you know, anyone can sing a, a song, but when you mean every word, when God has proven himself to you in those lyrics, you sing it from a different place of authority and people receive it from a different place. That was Jen Johnson. Make sure to check out Bethel Music's new album, Victory. It's out today. All my pessimistic keeps me in a cage. All my head is twisted, keeps me spinning around for days. Exorcism, pessimism has arisen. There's no reason, really treason to myself, so silly. So perfect, so perfect, so why do I look for curtains? Uncertain, but certainly false alarms alerting. A burden and beautiful times are gone, snake. Won't wipe me, but frightens me like I know I'm eight. I know I ain't, I know it ain't. Harmony, harmony, how many, how many days of amazing will it be before it phases? And I say, I told you so. So summer be, summer be buzzing. Some will be hovering over nothing. All of a sudden, it's falling, it's over though. Come with me, come with me, calming me down. Be chamomile, calamine lotion, camel motion, hopping on the flow. Tumble, we tumble, we wanna leave a You're listening to James Blake. The song is Where's the Catch? It's featuring Andre 3000. If I'm an artist, or I, I should say, if I'm a rapper, I would never put Andre 3000 on one of my tracks. <laughs> he steals it. Anytime he is like, he puts a verse down on a song, he just like takes the song to another level and it makes you as an artist look worse. So just a little, my little tip, don't hire Andre 3000 to a guest spot on your song. Well, this episode is also brought to you by Blinkist. Blinkist is an app that lets you read the key lessons from more than 2,500 nonfiction books in 15 minutes or fewer. It's the new year. A lot of us have committed to reading more or we're wanting to read a lot more nonfiction and kind of improve our lives and, and our knowledge in a lot of ways. But it's tough to dive into too many books or all the books that you want to. That's where Blinkist comes in. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down to just 15-minute chunks so you can read them or listen to it. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of the books quickly without reading the entire book. With an audio feature, Blinkist makes it so easy to finish four books a day while you're on the go. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now and has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Right now, I'm actually uh, uh, reading uh, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Last week, I finished Start with Why by Simon Sinek, and I finished The uh, 7 Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. You know, some classics that I just never got around to. It's great. 
Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for Relevant Podcast listeners. You can go to Blinkist.com slash Relevant to start your free seven-day trial. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Relevant to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash Relevant. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week... This is one of the lowlights of the podcast. We played a clip of a pastor trying to be hip with the young people <laughs> and doing a little rap about God's plan, riffing on Drake, and then doing a little weird shimmy dance. And it was just, it's just the most cringy thing. Um, <laughs> and in fact, we've seen tweets from you guys saying that w- that episode of the podcast has absolutely ruined the phrase God's plan for you. And we, we, we we're sorry for the impact that that had on your <laughs> sorry, spiritual walk. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> um, well, I got us thinking about what is your cringiest pastor story or experience? Um, uh, you guys did not disappoint. You hit us up on uh, Twitter at Relevant Podcasting. You posted your longer ones on the episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. All right. Well, <laughs> this one is from CJ. And CJ tells the story uh, of a pastor who, you know, got good response to a joke and just kept going. And then it goes off the rails. Um, he said he they had a visiting pastor speaking. And when he was preaching, he talked about the glory of heaven. And he said they first got a chuckle when he said him and his pastor planned on meeting at the Eastern Gate when they both got to heaven. Like, oh, they've already got a meeting place in heaven uh, 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 planned. Um, and so anyway, he you know, this visiting pastor just got a little, his confidence up about making jokes that aren't really that great of jokes. And he said, we should all give a clap of worship. We all got two hands. He then paused and made eye contact with the man on the front row and said, unless you've only got one hand. On the front row. And this is the words of CJ on the front row is a deacon who is one armed. He calls oh, him a one armed no. deacon. Thankfully, the guy is, is relatively good natured. But what are the odds uh. that, that one day the visiting pastor comes in and decides to make a joke about everyone having two hands on the front row is a guy that has one arm. And he's a deacon at the church. Yeah, he probably did you know, it, you could have avoided this. This is my zip off technology that would have made it clear <laughs> that you not just have a sleeve there. It's, you know, but I, I don't know if you saw this one because it just came in. Tim Cox tweeted uh, that the preacher was talking about defending our faith with the Bible. And he said he lives by one rule. When in doubt, whip it out. <laughs> no, no. And the youth group just just vibrated, trying not to laugh. Oh man! Uh, unfortunately, along that same vein, Jeremy tweeted that he was giving a talk to high schoolers in 2012, and he was talking about how they need to be aware of media and the way it shapes who they are. And then he read the lyrics to Flo Rida's "Whistle." Like what? Oh, oh, why? He read those lyrics to them. Yeah, well, I, I had a similar experience back in college when the the what, what they called the first lady of the university, Lindsay Roberts, who was oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Richard Roberts. Richard morning, Roberts. They had a, they had a very uh, um, interesting power structure uh, there at the time that was in no way based on nepotism. Um, that, uh, <laughs> who happened to be Oral Roberts' daughter-in-law. She, she at the time had like high school students and she made them come to a chapel. And here's my theory that she found some of her high school, then late high school uh, daughters music and was too, didn't want to confront them in the home. So she made a whole chapel service that was basically directed at her own children, but we all had to sit through where she let did the same thing. She read us lyrics. Listen to this to this guy, J.A. Rule, that oh, uh, kids are God. listening <gasps> to. Ja Rule. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw this one. Jeremy Brown said uh, at the end of youth service, the pastor called up his sister and her boyfriend, who is one of the youth leaders and also quite a bit older, t- and, and told them in front of everybody to publicly repent of their sexual immorality. And Jeremy was the sound guy and had no warning that this was going to happen to his sister and the youth leader. And he had to sit through it and he's running the soundboard. Oh man. That is, that's, that's pretty bad. I like this one from, from little Mel on Twitter. I also like her Twitter name, little Mel. Um, (laughs) 
uh, like she tells the story of a really passive aggressive senior pastor. Uh, this is at the church where her husband was the youth pastor. Um, the senior pastor from the pulpit um, would, you know, look at some of the uh, what she says, the rougher edges around newer guests to the church and would announce on a regular basis. We'll get people saved, then teach them how to dress. Oh, my goodness. Where is that in the Bible? Who cares? That's the, some of these that I'm seeing. They're kind I of like up. I like zippers. I'm sorry. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the sanctuary is a little chilly, <laughs> and then it's then warm we'll outside. Their shirt. It's the That's fashion trend I'm... sweeping the nation. Come on, Pastor. What you, what you it's a little bulky in the midriff. There's an accordion in my jacket. Gosh. <laughs> you guys kept the temperature at an even degrees, and said, then people wouldn't have to worry about it. But from week to week, I don't know if it's going to be 40 or 60 in the sanctuary. I got to dress for all the temperature ranges. Uh, Ryan says a couple in our church didn't normally attend midweek gatherings uh, because of their work schedule, but they attended one night after a funeral. <laughs> so the pastor commented from Why the pulpit. Why did you laugh about that? that? Well, because the pastor commented that they should attend more, more funerals so they might be able to make it to more <gasps> Wednesday night services. These pastors throw <laughs> oh, shade, wow. man. Gosh. Yeah, That's Katie wow. said that uh, at her ch- at the church she used to attend, the pastor got flustered and stopped mid sermon and asked a high school couple in the front row to stop holding hands. Like, what are these pastors doing? Yeah, I mean, these kids are good kids. They're sitting on the front row at church. I mean, right. it's like, yeah, calm down. Take other battles. I mean, if you're going to call people out, there's a whole Very back row back there of sinners that you can you can uh, right. target. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you should be hand holding. Why is that a big deal? You know, they're leaving I mean, the room for the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and they're sitting on the front row. It's all in in the right. light. It's not hidden. It's not secret hand holding. This is it's, the it's back of church. This is the back of the church van on the way to camp. Here, you're in the front row. Like yeah. you know, front we don't row. need it. We don't These need a hand check in the middle of the sermon. It's the good kids. <laughs> all right. Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Uh, you should go read them. Uh, unless you don't want to be disillusioned by the modern church, then don't read them. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, earlier in the show, we got talking about weather. We would like to know for this week's question of the week, what's the weather where you are? No, I'm kidding. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't do that. No, don't, don't have, unless you have an answer. <laughs> don't do that. No, 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 we're, no, we're only kidding unless you got a good one. Unless you really do have some weather. 72 and cloudy. Uh, <laughs> no, if uh, it's, it's the end of January or getting to be the end of January and we have a follow-up. I'm not great at follow-ups. I'm a... I'm, uh, I'm usually a, we're just on to the next, right? Yeah. Uh, checking in, making sure that things are going well. Not my, not my jam. You know, I'm, I'm on to the next thing. Um, but we have a follow-up for you all. A few weeks ago, we asked you about New, New Year's resolutions. We want to know how you're doing. How are your New Year's resolutions going? Have you quit? Uh, are you, have you broken through the wall and you're yeah. thriving and you know, you're so glad you embraced this change or how's it going with your new year's resolution? That's what we want to know this week. Hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcast, or you can write your longer takes on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. I, I personally, um, yeah. I, I'm not good at, st- I, I like almost like I like waiting to do th- everybody's doing it January one. I'm going to wait till mid January to like, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of want to see how everybody else is going and then, you know, pick my lane, jump yeah. in, you know, is that like out of a contrarian design? Like, I don't want to be part of the sheep who just like, oh, march to the can, gym, Jan one, or can I be honest with you? Self-reflection. I think so. Like, like when the sure. media, I, 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 I just, uh, one case in point that comes to mind about relevant media was all about their earthquake in Haiti. Right. And a lot of organizations raising money and giving to the earthquake in Haiti back in 2000, 10, I forget yeah. when, when the devastating earthquake was. And, and we didn't cover it. We didn't cover it. We wanted to wait until it was out of the news cycle to the go then. Here's now when the heavy lifting starts. When it's not you know, just kind of buzzy and trendy to care about this thing. What happens when the news trucks leave? So then we yeah. went six months later, ended up doing a cover story on it about how to like really help partner and rebuild Haiti, right? Like, I don't want to do it when it's cool. I want to do it when it's not cool. Same thing in the no, mid-2000s. No, you want to do it when you think it's cooler. 
Not when it's not cool. When it's authentic. Uh, well, authentic, right? So it's not just a trendy thing that we're all hashtagging. You know what I mean? When it's like, okay, now we all, everybody else forgot about it. Now, what about the real people who are there? We did the same thing with like uh, justice issues in the mid 2000s with relevant with like Africa and stuff. It was like super trendy. Everybody's talking about Africa in the early 2000s in the Christian community. Bono was like recruiting Christian artists to do stuff. We didn't cover it. We waited till five years later when I, nobody was talking about listen, it anymore. I, I have a I have a piece hitting the web this week that people can can uh, check out. It's report colon Donald Trump is now president of the United States. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> I've, waited, I've been waiting. I've been sitting on this scoop. I've been sitting on this scoop. <laughs> so no, this is so this is honest, honestly true. So I, I two things happened in the last week. Uh, one, I read I, this didn't happen last week. I read this a few weeks ago. But Annie's last word in the current issue of Relevant, she wrote about journaling, and then last week. Uh, Annie and I got to hang out with our friend Bob Goff. And then the next day I, I got a chance to have a conversation with Bob uh, for our podcast. And I was asking Bob for like, like, you know, he's turning 60 this year. He's 20 years older than me. Like what, like what advice do I need? Like, what do I need to know? What do I not know? And he told me, you got to write stuff down, man. You got to write stuff down. Like what the stuff that God's working out in you, the questions you have, the fears, the the everything you got to write stuff down. I'm not a journaler. I'm not a chronicler. I I'm just like on to the next. And so this week I started the discipline of journaling and writing things down and like oh, wow. kind of praying through stuff with the Lord. Yesterday I journaled 15 pages. Wow. Like, like something's clicked in me and uh, who knows where I'll be in a month or two or five. But I mean, like right now, Annie reading your piece and, and the power of that, like, it really challenged me and to like do Actually. something different than I normally would because I want a different life and a different result. And yeah. so I want to embrace, embrace some new practices in my spiritual walk. And I'm journaling now. Who yeah, knew? 15 pages. That's it's very, that's a that's lot okay. of words, man. God, not, God, and I, God and I worked through some stuff. Last yeah, time. No I, I had a 15 page, page entry about a venture I'm doing. And it, the, the title <laughs> of it was yeah. R&D update, real research and development. <laughs> Horrific yeah. wardrobe malfunction today. <laughs> <laughs> Business in jeopardy. Page one. Page, Page one. one. <laughs> I, I, Bob, Bob was like, write down just like five words, five words at a time, just little thoughts throughout the day, you know? And he's like, he said that he um, emails them to himself from his phone. Like he'll just like something will occur to him or somebody tells him a story or he remember, you know, he learned something, you know, he'll put a little five words and he'll email them to himself. And then he like, and then he said he will gather all the emails and put them into a, a document that's now but he like them all day long. So he he sends himself twenty ish emails every day with just like five words of a story he don't want to forget or something he saw or something he's thinking about. And then go ahead, camera. Then he compiles them. Yeah, and he said that it's gotten up to like two hundred thousand words in this word document, and so now Word is glitching because the document's too big. <laughs> but I mean, it's. His, you know, that's how his brain works for me. It was like, obviously very different. And, and as I've been doing this for about a week now, like, I don't know. I don't know how you're supposed to journal. Annie, you got any tips? You wrote a whole thing you're about it. You're doing it. You're doing it. There is no how you're supposed to journal. It's pen to paper. So what you're doing is right. And what Jesse's doing with his R&D journal is right. Mm. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm, I'm afraid mine might implicate me in a crime. Like, I don't know if it can be subpoenaed. Because I promise there's you my journals would implicate Jesse, me I would be crime. I would be careful because if the office taught us anything, when Jan was, they subpoenaed right. his, his diary yeah, and uh, Michael Scott's diary. And read it at the deposition. Well, there, there are, there are <laughs> random that. musings and thoughts that could lock me up in the deepest, darkest prison on this earth. So I, I, hope, I hope they remain private uh, because it's unfiltered. It is unfiltered. Annie, do you, when you journal, do you ever think like somebody else's eyes might be on this one day or you might want somebody else's eyes, like a spouse or a child or whatever, like to show them like part of the journey you went through? Do you write thinking somebody might read it? No. And in fact, most of my friends here in Nashville are very aware that if something ever happened to me, I don't want my journals publicly seen or that I have a, my container of them has like a note on it that says, when I die, burn these like they are not public at all. And so, um, and I mean, the other difference here is that I, and we all do it too. We write stuff all the time. So there's plenty of public words that are vulnerable for me that my children and grandchildren can read. My journal is not that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't writing for audience. Uh, I just was wondering if... Well, because because uh, Bob, one of the things he said to me was, write this stuff down because it will affect your grandkids. Like your grandkids will want to know 
your journey and your story and your fears and your struggles and your triumphs and all these things, the things that like, like they can learn from your example. And if you don't document what you went through, how would they know? And I was thinking, well, that just means your grandkids are going to be reading your deepest, darkest. Yeah. 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 That's not what they're for. Yeah. When when I was little for a little bit, I kept a, I kept a dummy journal, like a decoy in (gasps) case my parents found it. You're brilliant. It was like all my, it was all my like good stuff. Like, you know, like woke up at 5 a.m. to pray again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then my, like my darker stuff, like the stuff, like, you know, high school, you have some dark thoughts. And those, those went into the secret, the real journal that I kept hidden in a much uh, less obvious spot. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. So, question of the week. We want to know how your New Year's resolutions are going. Um, Yeah, hit us up. I'm curious. Well, thanks to Jen Johnson for joining us today. Uh, Make sure to check out Bethel Music's newest album. It's called Victory. It's out today. You don't want to miss it. Also, you can follow her on Twitter at Jen Johnson 20. Don't follow the first 19. Start with 20. (laughs) Right, right, right. I understand 20 if I haven't seen 1 through 19. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying follow all 20. So that you can better understand 2020. Interesting. Uh, Thanks to Blinkist uh, for making the episode possible. Remember, you can go to Blinkist.com slash relevant to start your free seven-day trial. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash relevant to start your free seven-day trial. Uh, also, thanks to Quip for making this episode possible. Remember, Quip starts at just 25 bucks, And if you go to getquip.com slash relevant right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash relevant. Hey, uh, if you like the show, uh, go over to iTunes and rate it and leave a little review for us. There are a couple thousand there, and we, we love seeing the feedback. Jesse, you keep your eye on the buzz, the, the, oh the pulse, the scuttlebutt. What, what are people saying? I do. I yeah, do. On, on know, iTunes. Th- th- this one, this is a five star review. Uh, Love and, those. And Love this those. one, it is not fake news. Yes, the relevant podcast is like candy for the ears. Mm. It's it's fun, not like fake, that. vulnerable, and informational. I like all mm. of those adjectives. Mm. So if you want That's to discover the world around you, look no further than here. I, as someone who has gotten candy stuck in their ears, did not appreciate the analogy of candy for the ears, but I do appreciate the implications of it. So, I, 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 appreciate I wonder, the flashback, the trauma. I wonder how many oh, yeah. ER doctors have had to remove ear candy from from right. ambitious children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a skittle, oh, and I was saving it for later. If you have to ask, <laughs> if you have to know. All right. Well, then. We'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. And I'm Annie F. Downs. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. for listening to the relevant podcast if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a review on itunes check out other shows from the relevant podcast network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com and while you're there browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store make sure to subscribe to relevant magazine info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe Coming up on the weather pod, what's it like in San Antonio today? Never been there, but I'm going to blindly guess. Relevant Podcast Network.